0: Welcome to the Brave Yes CEO Show, podcast that explores what it means to be business brave. I'm your host, Sean Fink, a brave business coach for conscious, wholehearted entrepreneurs. I help you upgrade your confidence, your cash, and your commitments to contributing to the greater good. Stick around for today's Brave Yes CEO episode, and I invite you to learn more about me, my coaching program, over at seanfink.com. Hello everyone. Oh, how are you? How is it with your soul? Let's take a minute to breathe. It is a beautiful day here in sunny Pennsylvania and the kids are out of school in two days. So I am doing what I need to do and that is recording these episodes ahead of time so that my assistant can just do what she needs to do and take over and I don't have to try and record in the middle of crazy pants summer juggle. And today, actually this whole month, I'm going to be focusing around liberatory money practices. So if you struggle with money, money mindset, money issues, sales, pricing, collecting money, asking for money. I'm going to be speaking to that this month uh, here on the podcast and um, also in my newsletter, the Brave Yes newsletter, which is an email that goes out every Sunday morning um, without fail except holiday weekends. And so I invite you to subscribe to that weekly newsletter I, it is a newsletter, and in, in, uh, I don't like to call it a newsletter, but technically, you could probably call it a newsletter. So I will leave the link in the show notes for that. And I have a very special new offer, free opt-in resource for my website called the Weekly Financial well-being Check-In Ritual. And I'm gonna talk a little bit more about this, but I wanna leave that right up front so that you can remember and think about heading over and downloading that so that you can start your own weekly financial well-being check-in. So here's why I'm talking about money and liberatory money-making practices. One of the key elements of being a stress-proof woman, entrepreneur, um, human being, (laughs) which we really all need right now, is that we have to be resilient. And to be resilient, you need to take extremely good care of yourself in mind, body, and spirit. But here's the thing, and here is what I know. I have been working with thousands of women around the world for well over 10 years. And what I know is that when a woman is not thriving financially, it does not matter how much self-care you do. There is something at the root That is causing you to encounter more stress, to be more susceptible to highs and lows, that no matter how much self-care you do, there is always something missing or an always sort of a, in the back of your mind, some kind of an anxious state. And that's because your well-being As an entrepreneur, as a human being, requires a healthy bank account. If your bank account is in a scary place, you're not going to thrive and flourish as well as you could, no matter how much self-care you do, no matter how much running you do or detox baths you do or cups of green tea. So, I define true prosperity as being, um, as feeling good in all areas of your life because you feel safe, you feel secure, and you can use your resources to help lift others up and contribute to others' thriving. Too many of my own good, good friends, entrepreneur friends and clients when they first come to me are sacrificing that feeling of safety and security for doing the right thing. Their own ability to thrive and prosper are hindered by being caught in what I call the web of paradoxes of money making practices that only really affects conscious, wholehearted entrepreneurs. I know because I have been one. And so this month I'm focusing my on my work around this content and this podcast and in my newsletter around what it means to practice liberated money practices, a concept I have been learning about practicing myself and focusing on for a really long time as an online creator and coach and also something that has been really reiterated uh, and redefined for me in work I've been doing with Kelly Deals and her we are the culture makers program this year your financial well-being matters it matters a lot it matters to your own flourishing and your family's flourishing and it matters to your future clients that you have yet to meet Because if you are at capacity, if you are burned out, if you are feeling unsafe or um, exhausted from the hustle and the grind, it's really hard for you to connect energetically with your aligned clients that are going to come to you in the future. And I see this. I see this actually transpiring everywhere. Um, I can recognize a truly exhausted, um, not-making-enough-money entrepreneur pretty easily. And I can do that because I I can draw upon my own personal experience. That for a long time, um, I don't don't want to say a long time, for a few years, um, I very much was struggling financially. I was paying the bills, but it was constant penny-pinching and sacrifice uh, all to keep a business up and running. And so I can speak from personal experience also that my worth was also at that, kind of early on in that at that point, tied up in my bank account. And this is a topic I'll be exploring in the next episode. So my self-worth there for a period of time, was very connected to what was happening in my bank account. Once I learned to cut my worth out of my income stream, I then found another issue that was going on under the surface. And that was, I was trying to be so nice, so good to people, because I was a conscious, wholehearted entrepreneur, that I was also sacrificing my own thriving and flourishing. I was not charging enough for my work. I was trying to be super accessible. And I kind of laugh now because people did not want to pay me $30 a month. And I but honestly I and I and I have clients. The idea of raising to $40 a month was such a like big deal or you know, just to offer something at $50 a month, big deal. You know, and certainly now my prices are much higher, and I'm working with a different client's help. But we get really caught up in the worry of other people of what our clients are going to say, how they're going to feel. And we don't want to reject anyone, we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, because we are conscious, wholehearted entrepreneurs. And I can share that I was doing an exceptional amount of self-care. Literally, I was coaching and mentoring on the concept of self-care. So I was doing the work, but I was pinching pennies, uh, and we were working really hard to make ends meet, and I was experiencing countless nights of insomnia, waking up worrying how the mortgage was going to be paid. I was suffering. And so today, I want to address some of the, this web of paradoxes that highly conscious, wholehearted entrepreneurs encounter and bring to the table, and the conditioning that we have been offered and taught that has informed our money-making practices. Now, I have come a long way, and I do things very differently than most, than, than, than I should say, than some. Um, and this is important to me because in order to be business brave, we do need to have money. We need the money. We need the resources to do the work that we really want to do in the world. And we also need to have the energy and the capacity. And without money in the bank account, that is torture. It is very, very hard. And so we need the money. We need the money. We are allowed to have the money. We have permission to be money-making individuals. How we do that is what we're going to be talking about today. So I talked in the last episode about money and the meaning and greater good practices that I really use to define business brave that we can live and lead from our values, that we can stand up for what matters, we can find joy and pleasure from the work that we do or how we do our work, and we have great permission to ask for money in exchange. That we can build businesses that are built in ways that are not depriving us, of money, not depriving us of joy, not depriving us of being able to stand up for our beliefs and lead with our values and our strengths. That's what I mean when I talk about being business brave. It is possible. We can do this. And it doesn't need to be hard. But when we build a business based on those things, we thrive. But when we don't, we know that there is suffering. If you are doing a business model where you're not making money, you're suffering. If you're building a business where your joy is zapped every single day, you're suffering. If you are just taking money and not being able to bring your whole self, your beliefs, your values, your strengths to the table, you're suffering. Something is missing for you. And so we need to build this business strategy, uh, our our sales strategy, our marketing strategy, our business model around money, meaning and the greater good. And that's what I help my clients do. That's exactly what I help my clients do. And we do this through a number of practices. uh, One of which is what I call rumbling. Rumbling is the first step of Brave Business Coaching. We rumble with the questions. The questions that you have about who you want to be, how you want to serve the world, and then we help you reclaim that. We help you develop systems and strategies and practices that allow you to show up and be your whole self as the leader of your business. And quite honestly, this is the work that helps you differentiate. This is the work that helps you really stand out as somebody exceptional and different So that when people are thinking of, you know, working with you, they can look at you and they can say, oh, yes, she has the same values. We're very aligned. I'm definitely going to go with her as opposed to if you're just a generic vanilla blank slate of, you know, a service provider. Somebody else might be standing out. Um, And so that differentiation, that really kind of owning who you are, who you want to be, and standing up for yourself, that's where brave business really comes in. And that's the work that we love to do. So it's the rumbling and the reclaiming. And we can do that with money practices, money-making practices as well. Because... All too often, right now especially, we are surrounded by a great sense of greed and unethical sales strategies and money-making practices. And there's a dialogue. I don't even know if it's a dialogue. There's a conversation that is happening, a chaotic conversation, I guess really, about money-making practices and ethical marketing and sales. Uh, And then there is a backlash to that, that I witnessed uh, this past week. I'm in a Facebook group where the leader of the group, the owner of the group, if you can own groups on Facebook, is all about helping you make a lot of money by offering high ticket offers. And I'm talking high ticket offers. And um, she brought a conversation into her group. First of all, I'm in this group through a third party. I was, I was there to witness a speaker Um, So it's not my kind of group, but I really love being a fly on the wall in rooms that are selling getting rich because I'm just absolutely against that kind of strategy. So I enjoy watching what this leader of the group says and does. And I'll be honest, sometimes I do get value from what she says. Um, She does have some Uh, decent values, um, but she is 1000% about getting rich. Uh, So recently, just in the last week, this group leader started to call out the ethical sales movement, which I am a fan of, I follow wholeheartedly, I am a a learner, a teacher, um, and a student of. And I think we can all stand to do better always. And so this entrepreneur, who is saying she's making millions of dollars by selling high ticket items and teaching others how to do that, is now calling out ethical marketing strategy and advocacy, specifically advocacy, as being harmful to women entrepreneurs because she says it's preventing us from being able to make the money that we deserve, basically. So I'm watching this thread and, and the responses to it, which is all, oh, yes, you're right, you're right, because that's what they do in this group. They they hold her up as um, a hero or a shiro, And I'm shaking my head going, wait, we can't call out ethical marketing strategy as bad. Um, there has to be... Another way and thankfully somebody else had chimed in and I was able to support that post. But to call out ethical sales and money-making without encouraging conscientiousness, consciousness, wholeheartedness in our sales and marketing practices is harmful. The truth is that making money ethically is harder. It is much harder but it's not impossible. I am making enough money right now, and I'm doing it in a way that feels good, feels aligned, feels ethical, and I'm being conscientious, very conscientious about my practices. And I have work to do. It's not easy. There's a lot of mixed up information out there that that has many entrepreneurs confused and doing things that may or may not work. So... This web of paradoxes, I want to address because making money as conscious entrepreneurs and conscientious entrepreneurs can feel conflicting. So if you are a conscious entrepreneur, this is for you. If you struggle with money, asking for the sales, how to price things, um, you know, let's just think about the paradoxes today because in knowing what you're up against, it helps you make better decisions. So the first paradox that I'm going, I mean, and I can go on. I'm only going to address three here today. I might do three more in the future. But the first one is pricing and worth. So, you know, again, right up front, I want to address that, you know, our pricing strategies that, you know, there's, oh, it's such a juicy, loaded, complicated um conversation around pricing and everybody seems to have the answers Um, and i'm not sure that anybody is correct Um, in fact the only person that can ever be right about pricing is you the entrepreneur the ceo so there's a few schools of thoughts around pricing that create this paradox that i'm talking about with worth the first one is if you charge too much, you're pricing out marginalized people and not being accessible. The other is if you charge too little, you're under earning and undercharging, which is just proving uh, or showing or demonstrating that your work is not valuable. The third way, which is the way I support, is finding that just right number for you that allows you to thrive and prosper while also keeping your pricing accessible for your most aligned clients. The money moment here that I want you to think about, that, you know, that moment of rumbling and, and thinking about the questions, do, do what you need to thrive financially and what feels right for you. And if it's working, it's working. And if it's not, it's okay, to make a change. You don't have to charge X rate because somebody else is doing it or because you're afraid of looking too cheap. Do you have enough money coming in at the rate you have? And are you able to maintain that level of service with a high level of capacity for those clients and for yourself and the rest of your life and your business? If so, it's enough. It's plenty. If not, you need to raise your prices. You need to do something different. But the key money moment here that I want to say is that you can change things. You don't, nothing has to stay. You are the CEO. Rumbling with the the price structure is necessary. You need to really think things through, not just throw a number up really start to understand what you need to thrive and prosper in a way that allows you to help others thrive and prosper. So if you barely have enough to donate to charity, then it serves you well to have a price increase. So that's the first paradox that I wanted to address is again, the paradox of high prices to low of prices and finding that Goldilocks price right there in the middle that allows you to thrive, that also allows you to serve the the greatest number of people that you want to serve. Another paradox is time is money. We learn at a young age that time is money. And so one of of this paradox is all that we're seeing this um, and we see this over and over is this real movement to make more and earn less. I wanna work 10 hours and make a million dollars. I wanna work 10 hours on the beach and travel around the world and only work five hours a week. Four hour work day. Um, And at the same time, there's a whole lot of hustle and grind unfolding for people wanting to be at that 10 hours a week or five hours a week but they're hustling and grinding 60 hours, 50 hours, until they get there. As it turns out, time really is money. That making money does take time. We either want ease or we want money and it's rare that we get both. Thus, the paradox. So the money moment here is do what you need to do to handle the important stuff. And when things are fine, let them be fine. See a therapist or work with a coach on how to cope through or how to make moves that are for your future self and future business impact. Don't waste time wasting time just because of your time is money conditioning. In other words, we're looking for that Goldilocks strategy on just how much work time you need to put in that is enough, that will help you maintain, sustain, or even grow. The paradox of time is money. Do I really need to put in all this time? And when do I need to stop? It's a struggle. It is a struggle. This third paradox I want to talk about that get you thinking about in your own business, greed versus thriving. So I I just really can't stress enough that I just really want to see uh, my clients thriving and flourishing in all ways, not just in their business, but also especially in their business. And conscious entrepreneurs never want to look greedy. And so we tend to undersell and undervalue our worth and our work. But I know that being human is very costly. And money is needed, not only to survive, but to thrive. And so we have to have an understanding, a little pact with ourselves, a promise you go back and listen to the episode around promises. Let's make a promise to ourselves that if we are thriving, it is not greedy. If we are getting our needs met and having some overflow to help others get their needs met, that is not greedy. It is thriving. Again, the money this is The Goldilocks strategy, are you earning enough, making enough, bringing enough in to pay your bills and feel like you are also living a prosperous life? Or do you have just enough, barely enough or plenty? If you have just enough, you're probably in a comfort zone. It's fine. It's okay. Everything's okay. If you have barely enough, you're not feeling safe. You're not feeling secure. And if you have plenty, are you using it for good in your own life and to help others? Let this guide you on how to know if you need to be brave, if you need to work some business-brave strategies into your plan, if you are at the just enough or barely enough part of the spectrum, then I think that you could probably use some brave business practices. If you're at plenty, how are you working in efforts to work toward the greater good, for contributing to your community, to being someone who influences and uses her power for good. Prosperity is something that should be offered to everyone. And that may mean you have to learn new ways of putting your work into the world. And it may mean that you need to learn new ways of talking about your work and believing in your work money making is important it's it is what makes a business as i have mentioned my framework of business brave coaching is all about ensuring that you're thriving because you are running a business that is making money that is should feel like it's a money making and meaning-making venture, that you, the founder, are making a difference in your own life and in the community or the world, either directly or indirectly. Your money, your prosperity, can be a beautiful, powerful thing and we need to let go of the paradox that we're greedy. We're not greedy. We actually will use our money for good. The more I thrive, the more I can give, both energetically, mentally, emotionally, and financially. So it serves me well to practice money-making strategies that feel good, that feel aligned, that do not feel icky, that do not feel false or manipulative. There is a middle way. Greater good practices is a part of brave business coaching. So if you don't like how you are practicing money-making in your business, we can rumble with those questions. We can rumble with what it's going to take to switch that around for you and make it feel good, aligned, and in your values. Thank you so much for listening. Again, I want to invite you to head over to seanfink.com, download the financial well-being check-in ritual that I am encouraging you to do every week, at least try to do it every week, And make sure that you are putting money at the top of your list every week so that you are checking in and using that check-in as a soulful, nourishing experience. That's why it's called a ritual. This is not approaching your bank account from a left-brained spreadsheet kind of way. This is about approaching your money and your prosperity from a very soulful spiritual place. Because what I know is that my clients often tell me they don't even look at their bank accounts. They're afraid to. It's a head in the sand reaction. And so part of Brave Business Coaching is How do we turn that around? How do we shift that so that you start to see working on your money-making practices, your prosperity as a key feature in your week? And so I want to encourage you to head over, download that check-in, start to do it this week. And if you are on my email list for that, I will invite you to do a couple of those live with me over the next month. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. If this episode speaks to you and you have a conscious entrepreneur friend, please send this to her now um, in an email or you know a text. And also, I would really appreciate if you would leave a review. Your reviews really do matter, uh, both in spreading the word and getting uh, podcasts to be seen. But also, it just makes me feel like I'm not talking strictly to a brick wall. Uh, So it helps to know that you're out there. It helps to know that you're listening. And I really would appreciate a review. Let me know what you think. Please share it. um, Share your thoughts. Share your feelings. And go out. Make some beautiful money-making decisions this week. And I will be back in a couple of weeks with another episode around liberatory money-making.